Today, we are going to be talking about Ghost in the Shell and the Boss Baby, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt Dapper Dan Hay. <laughs> <laughs> and who am I today, Matt? Oh, no, it's just the hair. It's the... <laughs> I, I'm here with Joel, Joel Goldblum <laughs> Cunningham. Hey, I like it. Well, well, you, you, you see, Matt, Matt, uh, 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 that's my Goldblum. Uh, 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 yes, yes. Um, chaos. <laughs> chaos. There you go. Well, we are happy to be here. Uh, and you're doing good, Matt? Yes, I'm doing good. Awesome. So thank you guys for listening in to The Real Review. Uh, today is our review. Review episode where we review films that both Matt and I, or one or the other of us, have had a chance to watch. Um, yep. Maybe not all of us, but some of us have seen both. <laughs> and uh, we are just so excited to have you guys here today. Um, just a reminder for those of you that are listening in for the very first time, this is a show where Matt and I kind of break things down on the basis of our personalities, where Matt tends to be a bit more mm, uh, fan-like. And emotionally, and emotionally unstable, unstable yeah. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> throws things all around. And I tend to be a lot more critical and uh, despondent and angry and upset. <laughs> and, and negative. Uh, yes, and you negative. don't like anything. <laughs> yes. So it's that <laughs> fan versus critics perspective. But as always, we keep it real here on The Real Review. Yeah. And we are super excited and happy to guys have you joining us. And just at the get-go, I wanted to just uh, let everybody know some great ways to get connected with us before we get into the actual review. So Matt... Do you want to tell them a couple of good ways they can connect with us? Totally. Totally. Yeah. All over the social medias and the interwebs. <laughs> and the Twitters and yes. stuff. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, you can find us at Real Review Media. So mm-hmm. that's our E-E-L. Uh, you can also find us on our website at realreviewmedia.com. Uh, you can send us uh, emails, questions, and uh, digital high fives via our, cool. our email. I like that. Yeah. You know, did you notice on iPhones now they have that, you can do a thumbs up for a like a, a message, an iMessage. Yeah. You can actually thumbs up. Well, you could send a thumbs up before. <laughs> That's what I was but like. But now you, you can about? actually thumbs up an actual message. Like you can thumbs oh, up the message yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. But I think that would be so cool if you could send somebody like a high five. <laughs> I'd rather do the high five because I never do thumbs up in real life. Nobody's like, you know, <laughs> what is this Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2? Exactly. Down lava pit. Yeah, so. I thought you were like, dude, we've been able to send the thumbs up emoji for <laughs> years now. <Yeah. laughs> That's like me behind with the it's Twitter like that going, we have. Yeah. Going on a decade of thumbs Matt, up. Matt, have you heard about these thumbs up things? <laughs> They're from the future. Sure. <laughs> Grandpa Joel. There we go. That'll be my nickname for the next episode. So. <laughs> awesome. So that is some great ways to get connected with us. We have the website, Real Review Media. And also, if you want to email us, that is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and any thoughts you might be having. Um, we're going to be doing probably another contest here in the next whenever I buy an accidental yeah, gift card uh, exactly, uh, at exactly. the movie theater. So stay tuned. <laughs> be listening in. Um, so with that all being said, Matt, why don't we get into our reviews? Let's That's do it. Good? Cool. So uh, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about two films today, and we're going to start off with our first film that both Matt and I thankfully had a chance to see, which is Ghost in the Shell. So Matt, would you like to take things ahead and yes, go forward absolutely. with our ghosting? Ghosting, yes. Ghost <laughs> in the Shell, directed by Rupert Sanders. 
and uh, starring no one other than Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Yeah, pretty much. Ninety five percent of the film. And then uh, P. Lou has the back. I don't know how to say his last name. And Juliette yeah. Binoche. Anyway. Yeah. So um, I think that's back. Right. It's so really weird. I, I'm yeah. kind of. I, I think that we're going to be on a similar page. Right. With this movie, first of all, if if you didn't listen to our upcoming thing last week. In the near future, Major is the first of her kind, a human saved from a terrible crash who is cyber-enhanced to be a perfect soldier devoted to stopping the world's most dangerous criminals. Or one criminal in mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and l- let me just say, I just kind of felt, meh. Yeah. Just about this movie. Meh. Yeah. Just meh. meh. Okay. Yeah. No- well, nothing too exciting. Was there but- anything in particular that was more than meh? Yes. To start there? This movie was visually stunning. Absolutely, yeah. Visually stunning. It, yeah. I was watching it, and it was like every scene, there was just something crazy visually happening, yeah. you know? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on? And it was really cool to look at. Yeah. Um, I will say that was probably its, its greatest strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I, I I appreciated Scarlett for what she did. Um, I'm not, so here's my interpretation of it because I don't, I'm not, you know, keen on the existing property. Right. Um, I have much more knowledge in that regard. Right. And I had not. I'll talk about that some. And yeah. I had no idea going into it what it was about. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one thing I did like about this, and I thought it was weird at first, but I liked that, that it was part of Scarlett's character being major is whenever she walked somewhere she had this kind of <laughs> like a, like this right, hunched over yeah. like shoulder thing yeah and i was like oh i, I don't at first i was, I was kind of distracted by it but i was like okay i, I like this character decision mm-hmm. yeah I, I appreciated that I, I don't know why that stood out to me i think the thing was with that is i couldn't say in the first i because again i think it's good that you're coming at this from maybe not having seen you know, the right. anime and the manga and everything because that helps you to come at it just from a purely I don't know anything perspective, which right. might be a lot of people. Yeah. Whereas I do have that perspective. So I, we can kind of see both sides of the coin here. Yep. Um, with her strut, I felt like that was almost an, a decision that had to be made because her character was so flat mm-hmm. a lot of the time that it's like, well, we have to give her something that kind of differentiates her a little bit, that makes right. her, keeps her from just being this like blank slate. Right. And so it was like, let me embrace this kind of a strut because from the original series, the original manga, I'm sorry, the original anime, I don't really know about the manga, I didn't yeah. read that, but um, from the original anime, she didn't really have a strut. Like she didn't really have a, like she kind of had a look, you know, when she moved, but it wasn't like a purposeful thing that she was doing. Right. Yeah. So the other thing was, um, and uh, I guess just, from a storytelling perspective, I was I was kind of let down on the um, the com- how complex I felt like it was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was it was a little bit boring at times. <laughs> um, and and by the way, this is me getting into the not so great part of my review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so visually stunning, awesome. Yeah. But in Scarlet, I liked what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like the guy who played Batu or. What but is that how you say his name? Batau Batu? Yes. Like the dude with the eyes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. I do I do like Batau. that guy. Um Batau. Yeah. And um uh but other than that, going into back to what I was saying, I felt like it was it was just underwhelming. Yeah. Like there's this like, you know, old relationship thing that I don't <laughs> want to dive into without spoiling. There's um, you know, just kind of figuring out who I am, <laughs> kind yeah. of the story, and like that was it. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I totally get and where a you're corrupt, from. like cor- like general guy. <laughs> yeah, so I will say, 
in talking about the positives, I totally agree with you on the, you know, the production design, the staging, I thought beautiful yeah. and very felt very viscerally like this was its own world. It was own its own existence, like Blade Runner. Yeah. Similar style, not quite the same, right. not as noir, I guess you could say, not as many darks, but it definitely had its own feel. It was very colorful it was though very too. very colorful, yeah. yeah. And it had a lot of boldness and a lot of the choices that they made and I was fine with that. I thought they did great. And then the other thing that I really liked, I really liked the music as well. I felt like the music if anything, really helped to me to to show me what certain scenes I should be feeling what. And right. that's good music is gonna do that. It's gonna help you understand because a person can look at you and you're kinda like, Well, what are they thinking? You don't necessarily know. And the music helps you to know, okay, well, this is a fearful thing, this is a sad thing, this is a intense anger thing. I need to be happy because the music's happy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so it can be done badly, but this was done really well. It it didn't overdo it, but it definitely helped me understand what was happening in the scenes. And I just liked the sound of a lot of the music. So those are like yeah. my, my really positives. So the other side of this that I would say, and I totally agree with you in the front, that it felt like a film where they could have gone like, you know, the whole, you know, these go to 11 and they, <laughs> they didn't right. go to 11. They went to like five. And I don't know why they did that. I tend to think that a lot of it was well, we need to make this film more accessible to an everyday audience. But it felt like they went so far with that that they lost out on a lot of the really good, deep aspects of the story right. that were so awesome with the original anime. So again, it is an adult. The original anime is a very much an adult type picture. But they don't spend all of this time. One, there's no romantic aspects, right. which they are kind of minor in the script, but you know, in the film here. But they were there. Yeah. And then they don't spend really any time at all. This literally, this film felt like the film you get before the actual Ghost in the Shell film that is the original. Because with this film, it really felt like it was about Scarlett Johansson kind of finding herself and figuring out like these ghosts of the past and these right. issues that she's had and what does it mean? And the other thing is they didn't, they really did not stick to the characterization that she originally had in the story. And I wouldn't, here's the thing. Some people are going to be like, well, you know, it, it's a new thing. You shouldn't be treating it like it's related to the past one. But when that in the original is so strong and so good and so purposeful right. to the story, you really have to do a lot to convince me that there's a reason for taking that out. And it really didn't feel like they did. It really felt like they just wanted yeah. to make this more accessible to other audiences. And some a good example of it is, you know, the very, and I won't spoil too much here, but like the very first action scene and she's up on the rooftop and she's about to jump in and, you know, go go to town shooting everybody up. And um, her boss, basically Takashi uh, Kitano, who I really like, he's a great actor, played in his character name is Aramaki. Mm -hmm. In the anime, or, yeah, in the anime movie, she is like, there's a reason why she's major. She will, like, if her boss says to do something, she does that. She is a militaristic, she is a strongly militaristic, ah. guided, principled person she was right in this film she's like nope i'm just gonna do what i want because right. i need to do it right yeah and so the moment that happened i was like okay we're in for a bit of a different ride here <laughs> this isn't quite the same character right. that i know and love and then from there it just kind of got further and further divergent yeah the area that i don't want to spend too much time talking about all this i want your perspective as well matt but the area where i really felt like they missed out in was where they took the original series which is this concept and they kind of very 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 lightly went into it just briefly, though, this idea that your consciousness, your brain, your mentality, kind of your spirit, what they call the ghost in the shell, mm -hmm. could at some point become so fabricated or so hacked or manipulated to what then does existence really mean? Right. Do you really exist? Are you just an artificial intelligence? Can you move into be being this reality? And it felt like it was missing 
an element like that in the story. Right, it was missing a whole layer of depth that I right. was actually going to, ex- ex- I was expecting, I went yeah. into the movie expecting that. And then the other thing that really was just sad that they didn't include is there's a, you know, you have section nine in this film, which is where Scarlett and her old, you know, d- group of people work at. Mm-hmm. In the original, there was a whole other section called section six, which is kind of like if they, there was an antagonist to the story, it would be them. And it created this, because of the original story, you're dealing with Major and she's trying to figure out, okay, what is existence? What does it mean? Am I this robot? Am I this person? Are my memories real? Can If they can be hacked, and then what does that mean even? And so she's dealing with all that. But then on the side, you have this whole complex narrative and the story of these kind of um, espionage type tactics that are happening behind the scenes that are creating this whole environment. So it creates a world. Yeah. It creates this whole environment of like all these different people having their own motives, their own plans, and these different stories that are intersecting, going different ways, where this one was basically just, will Major be able to figure out who she is in time and save the day? You know, it it was just so simple. Yeah. 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 So, Uh, Matt, I've talked a lot here. Any other thoughts you want to share? Okay. So just to be completely honest, there got to a point in the middle where like nothing was going on and she was on her journey of self-discovery. <laughs> yeah. And I started nodding off. Oh, <laughs> like wow. I was like, uh, what is happening? Yeah. And then something kicked in and I was awake again. But yeah. uh, the, the the big thing, and you know what? Actually, there's a couple of things. Mm. There's, a, there's several things that reminded me of some of the action and characters and design of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I can see that. Um, especially with the, um, the main antagonist. Yeah. Um, and then... Like the stealth camo and the fighting, the spider tank, you know, those kinds of things. And, yeah. Um, and then, and this was really weird. And I was trying to figure this out because it, it was until the, and I, t- I asked you about this and you didn't notice it, <laughs> but it felt like it switched from the standard 24 uh, frames per second, the way they film it, to a 48 frames per second, which oh, makes funny. it look more like a documentary. Yeah. You know? I didn't see, I see, I didn't notice that. I didn't personally notice that. It was that. so weird. If but I, I'm not saying that didn't happen. I might have just been completely distracted by the bad acting. Or maybe something. the maybe the people at the theater I went to were just messing around with the settings or something. It's quite possible. <laughs> yeah, it's quite possible. It was so weird. Anyway, I, I was just kind of like, I was it was it was distracting. That yeah. was a distracting element for me. Um, but it, other than that, I just it looked. It looked great. Yeah, it looked great. looked great. If you want to watch a film where you can just kind of look at the visuals and go, ooh, wow, that's pretty and has some good music. You know what's funny, though, yeah. is what? that's what we said about Rupert's previous film. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Snow White and the, and the Huntsman, right? Yeah, so exact same thing. We were like, it looks great, <laughs> but it, it was like, meh. <laughs> the story felt so flat. I think, unfortunately, they really missed... I, I don't think Scarlett Johansson, she can be a great actress. She can be very effective. I think that they completely directed her wrong in, right. in how they wanted to take her character. I think what they really... They shouldn't have spent so much time. She should have existed within a world right. that had these elements going on because mm-hmm. they the the story of these two characters and kind of their arc of coming back together and everything like that. In the original, they really play this beautiful kind of back and forth with it where they kind of, they're two sides of a mirror and I think it even says that in the film. Right. And you understand the connection better and you get behind it better and there's a lot to latch onto and make you think yeah. whereas this one is just kind of like oh well these poor people had some really bad things happen to them. And, and it starts to fall apart too like there was elements that you know I don't want to spoil anything too much but like the one bad guy that they catch and this is where they kind of tapped into that a little bit where he had his brain kind of messed with right yep. and that, that oh man I'm saying there's so many things that are coming out now <laughs> that was so frustrating to me too because they took like the the famous scenes the famous visual scenes from the original film 
but they re like purpose them to change what was happening in those scenes. Like the meaning. Yeah. The meaning behind yeah. them. And it, and because of that, like the famous scene where, you know, there's like a famous scene where she's like floating in the water mm -hmm. and she's like, she comes up out of the water and there's like, you can see her reflection in the water. And she kind of like in the, in the original anime, that's like kind of, she says later that that's, a sense of for her like rebirth like she goes in right. there to yeah do the thing where she kind of can't hear anything but it kind of feels like she's like being born every time she does that and that's why she does it but they didn't even talk about that I know. You know? <laughs> but like so her relationship with that guy is is so much more winding and it's so it's like she's she's going on a journey that's a part of a much bigger journey and yeah. i didn't need to have let's have this story be about just one character going on a journey. I mean, that's what makes so many, like, so that's what makes Star Wars so interesting. It's not just Luke's story. Right. If it was just his story, it would probably feel pretty flat, you know, right. but you've got Han Solo, you've got Chewbacca, which is a minor character, but yeah. you've got Darth, you've got, you know, all, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in my box here. Yeah, I need to get off my soapbox because I could just Get go down from the box. Get down from the box. But <laughs> overall, I, I was sad. I think it left me very disappointed. It yeah. left. I was hoping that they would have. I knew when we talked about this in the coming soon episode that they probably weren't going to go super far into it. But they went so far away from it that I felt like they lacked substance and they lacked depth right. in a lot of areas. If you were mm -hmm. to rate this thing, okay, what would you rate it? Um, when I left the theater, I wanted to give it a C because I wanted to just say, yeah, visually it is stunning and that goes a long way for me. Um, and then also the sound design, but I'm putting it more like a C minus range. I think more closer to like a 73 at this point, Ooh. 72. Um, because it did, I mean, it did have good, good editing for the most part. The acting wasn't like bad. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't effective. Mm -hmm. It didn't really do anything for me. The start, but, and I will also say is that like, at least they're, I mean, yeah, it is a proprietary thing and like they've already had the movie but at least they're trying something kind of yeah, new yeah. you know there, there's not a lot of other things out there like that so i would kind of give them some credit for that but yeah i'm, I'm putting like 72 range cool how about you sir? i'm actually going a little lower i'm going 70 wow yeah that's a first for us borderline man <laughs> it's not a first yeah but um yeah i'm hoping i don't know maybe see the problem the problem now is that they can't do a sequel on the basis of like pre there are film sequels for the anime. They've made a yeah. bunch of you know their series and everything like that. I haven't watched any of that stuff, only the original. But if this was like the best they could do with like what I think is like the best property of the series, yeah, then it doesn't really encourage me and make me excited to see where they're taking it. With it's, it didn't do well this weekend either, so I don't yeah. see that it, a sequel potentially happening. Yeah. We'll see how the international markets and stuff treat it too. But yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, but we uh, but we did. Oh, I shouldn't say we. No, uh, I did, yeah. <laughs> you got to see another movie this weekend, and this is by far your your most favorite. Top film of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This gets special honors. I'm hoping they remember it during Oscar season. Yes. <laughs> I hope so, too. Oh, no. Tell us about this movie, Joel. Oh, no, man. So uh, let me just say this. So I had a hard time trying to figure out the order because we had two films we talked about during Coming Soon. We had Boss right. Baby and then we had Ghost in the Shell. Yep. And there was two films, so I wanted to watch both of them so we could review them. And I had a really hard time trying to figure out because... My feeling is I want to watch the worst one first. Yeah. So that way I can get the good one and end with like a happy taste in my mouth. Right, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, like right. end it on a good note. And uh, I think I picked wisely because okay. this, this was my first film that I watched. <laughs> so uh, the film, like we mentioned, we are talking about is Boss Baby. And this is a film about a suit wearing, briefcase carrying baby who pairs up with his seven year old brother to stop the dastardly plot of the CEO of Puppy Co. Seems plausible. Yes. 
totally plausible. <laughs> it uh, stars primarily the voice acting of Alec Baldwin, who plays the boss baby. And then you also have a young boy. Um, I don't really know what else he's from, but his name is, in the film, it's Tim. It's Miles Christopher Bakshi. Uh, he had a good voice. I'm hoping he gets some more voice work. I think he did a great job. But it also had Steve Buscemi in it, which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was the dad. Lisa Kudrow was the mom. I found them... so, And then also Tobey Maguire plays the adult Tim. Nice. I found all three of those guys were really distracting. Oh, really? In a way, yeah. I, I okay. don't know why, but every time one of them talked, it didn't, it didn't sound like their character talking. <laughs> it really sounded like Jimmy Kimmel talking... Like, he's a character, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I love Steve Buscemi, though. I thought yeah. he was great. Oh, man. He was, like, my favorite outside of Alec Baldwin. He's, he's great in a lot of things he's in. Yes, and so this film was uh, directed by Tom McGrath, who is also the director of another film that I was a big fan of, which is Megamind, and we talked about that. You like that as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this film, I'll talk about the good, the good, that I really felt like. <laughs> Besides the voice acting from, like, Alec Baldwin was good and Steve Buscemi, I thought they both did an excellent job. It didn't feel like they were phoning this in or anything. Cool. And um, there was some fun play back and forth between, I think, Tim and Boss Baby. I thought that it's called yeah. Boss Baby. It sounds silly, yeah. but that's his <laughs> name. So it, there was some good fun back and forth that you kind of, you know, you, you alluded to this that's in the preview, you know, when they're like, they're racing each other and the parents see him out that's the window. Really, and he's like, okay. He's like, oh, look, they're having fun. He's like pulling him at like two miles an hour. That's really my yeah. only question is, yeah. is there a lot of that? Well, okay. So let me get, get in this a little okay, bit. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll okay. get there. Yeah. That's totally fine. <laughs> But the the animation was really cool. I okay. really liked the animation. It had almost like an Incredibles t- like vibe to nice. it, like kind of like angular at times and very like bright, bold colors kind of jumping out at you. And this kid Tim has this really active imagination. It's awesome, and it's awesome to see the environments that he kind of imagines and and goes into. Yeah. Very like way too creative for a kid. Not yeah. possible, but at the same time, really cool. So. the the main issue that I had with this film that kind of like played out over the course of it one minor thing but a big thing was it wasn't funny okay (laughs) that's a big deal deal. (laughs) yeah i I think i laughed twice there was a really funny like wizard character that was like pretending to be gandalf and he's the the kid's (laughs) clock that was like the funniest part and his character actually like has the best story arc almost yeah like over the course because he's like it's time to wake up little hobbits it's (laughs) 7 a.m and like he was really funny and he ends up playing out a couple roles and it's pretty funny so other than that didn't really laugh at all. Everything was super predictable. All the humor was bad. And I think one indicator that's always, I'm going to get to my other point in a second. One indicator that's always there is the um, the amount of like, you know, groin shots that oh, yeah. they have in a film. And there was at least two that I saw. One of them on Alec Baldwin as the baby, which makes no sense. That's weird. I mean, why would you? Because he gets like yanked and it's like, and he's huh. like, oh, you know, so it's like, he's a baby. Like, that's not even funny. You're like, hurting a baby yeah, yeah. there and the other <laughs> one was tim who's a young boy you right. know what i mean so at the same time it's like why are you including that these aren't grown like it's kind of funny at times with an adult male even though it's been over it's what i call lcd lowest yeah. common denominator there you go so the the thing that i really didn't like and i'll get to that now is i really didn't like how this film was not grounded enough to really get a sense of what they were trying to accomplish with the overall story. Megamind was cool because it was pretty grounded. It was this story of this guy who's this been this villain his whole life mm-hmm. and kind of doomed to follow that and then the opposite side, the hero, and trying to break free from that sort of mindset. Right. This film was, I think, about the importance of accepting family and just being family. But then it had this old this like weird underlining current of like, are we like 
we need to love babies more. Like we need to be better to babies and treat that, which it didn't really like it play out that way. So I'm saying that <laughs> like it, it was important in the script. It felt like almost a byproduct of the script because it didn't feel like it was directed enough to know what they were really going for thematically. It was really about the story of Tim and Boss Baby and whether or not they could be brothers with each other. But, but the main issue with that underlining relationship is that you never knew if what they were doing was real or fake. Right. The whole entire script film so tim first of all has this very active imagination which he's literally just creating these entire scenarios out of thin air which then sometimes will like relate to real things happening in the actual environment yeah and then other times don't at all and so you're like okay is this real is this not real and then boss baby has this whole made up story and world of who he is and where he comes from and he works for this baby company that's trying to defeat the puppy co and this whole relationship that he has of like being a baby and growing up and becoming a successful boss baby and everything. And you don't know if that's real right? or if that's part of Tim's imagination or what that is, or if that's like a third. So it would have actually helped me if they had actually said to me at the very beginning that like, this isn't earth. This is like a completely alternate universe right, where like right. things aren't happening because then <sighs> I could embrace the craziness of it. But that was part of the main problem is that they would still have moments where like, Tim and the boss baby would be like battling with each other, but then it would like jump out and then it would be like the parents perspective. Yeah. It's like the parents perspective. Like, Oh, it's just kids having fun together. But then other times it would be very real. Okay. And it was like, okay. Like the kids are literally like, this is going on. This is like bursting into flames and they're like launching over this thing. And they're breaking through fences. It's not an exaggeration of an imagination. It's actually happening. Right. Right. And so you never knew if you should be treating this as like, it's just one giant kind of like tongue in cheek joke. Right. Or if this is like, they're trying to say that this is real. Yeah. And so I never knew how to treat it. I never knew how to get into it. And so I'd created this really um, false sense of tone. I didn't know what tone it was going for. And I would have loved it if they had picked one or the other. Yeah. If they'd gone oh, like, sure. okay, this is all made up and they're just kind of very cleverly trying to play off of that. Or if they were saying like, no, this is all absolutely real. Yeah. And yeah, we're just, we're joking around about it. Um, or we're not joking around about it. So yeah. So, I mean, man, any questions about this film? <laughs> that or? was my big thing. Cause that was the only part I giggled at in the trailer was that yeah. like perspective shift. And so it looks like they fell into that verisimilitude deal. Yeah. That's they didn't exactly set it. up the verisimilitude. world. They did not <laughs> set up the rules of the world strong enough. Yep. Yeah, so, um, that's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer a little I bit. I was really hoping for a lot. I mean, I didn't expect a lot. I wasn't expecting a lot. Yeah, so. but on the basis of, again, we talked about this before, that I didn't give Megamind a chance. Right. And ended up regretting not doing that. And so I was trying to give Boss Baby a chance. Yeah, I love Megamind, so. Yeah, it's a good film. This is this is not a Megamind, <laughs> you know? And I, I think I was in the theater. I mean, there was like maybe 15 other people. And in they the were all like 30 years old. There or was a older. lot of older people. That was a weird thing. There was, I think, three kids in the theater. So I, well, I will say this. What I try to do is... I'm outing myself here a little bit. I <laughs> because it's a lot of time I end up we're going to see the review these films and I'm seeing them by myself and right. I, I like to take notes sometimes during the film. Yeah. I'll generally try to go see them in an off hour where I know there's gonna be like the fewest people in the audience. Mm-hmm. And so I'll try to go see them later at night. But I couldn't do that because I had to see both Boss Baby and Ghost Double of the Shell, Feature. Right, double feature, right? So I had to go see this one around like six thirty in the evening right. on a Sunday, which you would think like that's a decently preeminent yeah. time that families would be going to see this kind of movie and there was still like 15 people in there and wow. like four of them were, three or four of them were kids and I think I heard like two chuckles and I think most of them are related to the wizard character 
which, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how he sounded. Yeah, exactly. Chaos. He could have his own movie, probably. Yeah. Probably been a lot better. But I could see it. The funny thing is, I could see it getting nominated for best, like art style or art direction or okay. best animation yeah. or something like that. But the plot. We'll see. We got a lot of year left, man. We do. I know, the, and I know Pixar's got some coming out. I think Cars Three comes out this year, correct? Yeah. Which I've never been a big fan of, but and then um, what's the other one with the kid with the guitar? Uh, Coco. Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Which that looks interesting. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And I know there's a bunch of other ones. The previews before this movie were not optimistic. Like, rock dog. I, n- no, we didn't get rock oh, dog. Didn't get rock dog. No, okay. we had the one about the girl, the ballerina, and she's um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'd never heard of it before until I right. Went and into the, the, the weird thing about that one is like the fe- the the people look when they're just like there mm-hmm. and not moving, they look pretty decently animated. But then right. when they start moving, their body language is like <laughs> they look choppy. And right. there's a lot of times where the motion of their lips, like the characters in Wreck It Ralph, when they're all moving, all like jittery kind of yeah okay. and it, it like it's not smooth i didn't know i don't maybe they didn't render it correctly right. <laughs> and then the actual motion of their lips doesn't match it all with what they're saying like the intensity right their facial expressions aren't like they're gonna be shouting and their face looks just like blank yeah and just like okay That's weird yeah so i don't know We're getting so uh track here. give me a rate on uh boss baby the boss baby yeah I'm gonna have to say D plus. Heyo. Yeah. So okay. I'd give this one about a sixty-eight percent. All right. Rating. Yeah. So I that's mean, it's still fresh, Joel. <laughs> is it now though? It's still in, a fresh in rating. In my book, that's not considered fresh. But I know. Yeah. According to the interwebs, aka yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. We'll have to discover if there's a better way to do these rating systems because it is tough. It's true. It's like you'd think fifty percent would be like. Failing better. Well, like <laughs> if you didn't know what the A to B, A to F letter system right. meant, then you'd think fifty percent is like, well, that's halfway there. Right, that's like right, halfway right, decent, right. but it's like in our Americanized version, it's like, nope, that means it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> sixty-eight. So yeah. So awesome, Matt. Well, that's all then. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, that's up, man. That's cool. it. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up then. And uh, to, let's see, next week we got two films coming out. We have Smurfs Lost Village. Yeah, Smurfs Lost Village. And then also Going in Style, which we'll be doing a coming soon for. Yeah. I'm talking about really briefly. But uh, so stay tuned for those coming up next week and reviews on those. And again, if you want to get involved, if you want to get connected to us in any way, as Matt mentioned, we are on all the social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Real Review Media, and you can find our website at realreviewmedia.com and email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Maybe you really liked Ghost in the Shell. You thought it was awesome. Maybe uh, you were totally cool with the uh, the groin shots and Boss Baby and <laughs> you want to tell us your thoughts on those. And we'd love to hear from you. love to hear any thoughts you have. And um, so, yeah, that's all. Matt, anything else? That's it, man. All right. Well, then, uh, it's been real. It's been real.